Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, we have an eye towards the future. We're going to talk about keepers and young players like Carlos Hyde and Latavius Murray. James, class flirt, class clown. We're opening up the fantasy yearbook and handing out some superlatives. Guys. We are looking at the most and least favorable matchup in Week 15. Elliot, how do you think Michael Fabiano's rankings of Stallone movies shakes out? I don't really care because, to me, Copland, where he had a cookie belly, that's the one I would go with. But you know what's more important? NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Everybody and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. I'm James Coe, rocking a slight cookie belly myself next to Come the on. beautiful sweatered man next to me here, Elliot Harrison. Our resident Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, is out sick today, so get well, my friend. We're going to be joined by Molly Caraman, Marcus Grant in just a bit as well, but don't forget to tweet the show at NFL Fantasy for your latest news and fantasy advice. But we start in Carolina, where Panthers quarterback Cam Newton has been discharged from a Charlotte-area hospital after he was involved in a car accident yesterday outside of Bank of America Stadium. Newton suffered two fractures in parts of his vertebrae located in his lower back. Backup quarterback Derek Anderson will start Sunday against the Bucks. Anderson, remember, did start week one against Tampa Bay in Newton's absence and finished with 230 passing yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. The uh, Browns announced, though, that the news, the news, the world has basically been yeah, I would say all so. week, right? They announced it on Tuesday. Johnny Menzel would start for the Browns in week 15. Petten stuck with Brian Hoyer in week 14, but another poor game forced Petten's hand. How poor? Well, take a look. As you can see from here, uh, the pass attempts without a pass touchdown. This is good company here. I mean, anytime you're on a <laughs> board with Luke McCown, TJ Yates, Christian right. Ponder, I mean, when Matt Schaub is the main man on your board, you're uh, in trouble. And Ryan, I mean, these are a, a, a graveyard of quarterbacks here. And it is. There's Brian Hoyer, really the only true starting quarterback uh, on that list. And it's really surprising because he's really struggled since Josh Gordon has come back. Of course, Speaking Ryan of, Mallett got hurt. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of touchdowns, uh, Brian Hoyer has the lowest 
touchdown to interception ratio since week 10. And you look at the list of uh, other guys on here. I, I mean, you know, he's up there with Colin Kaepernick, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton. Maybe I'm more surprised by that trio than I am with Brian Hoyer. But, yes, again, uh, the lowest in the NFL. What yeah, do we one make? and eight, no good. Yeah, no, no bueno. Good. Uh, how, what do we make of all that information uh, in terms of the Browns' offense? Well, right now, it's, it's, this is a difficult one for me because, you, look, you're in a playoff race if you're the Cleveland Browns. Brian Hoyer is a guy that's been driving the bus to get you there. Is this the time to make a quarterback change? I, I'm not sold that it is. I am 50-50 on this, but we're talking fantasy here. To me, Johnny Manziel may have some fantasy impact himself, but do you really want to start Johnny Manziel? I mean, if you're in your second round of your playoffs, right. James, in theory, right, you have a darn good team. Sure. Sure, you might. there might be that one team that's 6-7 and seven that got lucky, played the Giants defense last week, snuck through the wild card round. All right. Marcus is offstage pointing to himself. But <laughs> other than Marcus Grant, everyone's got a better quarterback than Johnny Manziel. Well, Wouldn't you agree? I, I, well, let me put it to you this way. I, and I always point to Colin Kaepernick, who was on that uh, list of lowest touchdown interception ratios. Uh, in terms of if you've got a guy like Colin Kaepernick, he's facing the Seattle Seahawks this week. I tell you what, there's a lot of folks who might be in the the second round of the playoffs with Colin Kaepernick at the helm. I don't know if he's playable against Seattle. I might go with Johnny Manziel. I'm good with that. I think that's a very good example, but try finding me three others. <laughs> you uh, might be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not No, no, you it. might be right there. All right, how about uh, in terms of Flash Gordon here? Uh, what's, his, what's the impact of Johnny Manziel, uh, a notable running quarterback now playing with Josh Gordon? Yeah, to me, opportunity breeds fantasy points, and that's really how you have to look at this. Is Josh Gordon only going to get five targets? Because... Uh, Johnny Manziel's in there. No, in fact, if you look, watch Manziel's drive against Buffalo, you saw him go straight to Gordon. In fact, there it is, as I'm saying it. That's good producing. Sure. Josh Gordon is a talent. He's the most talented player on their, their offense right now. You have to try to get him the football, even if they don't trust Manziel to throw the ball down the field. And I'm not saying that they don't. Don't you try to get him the ball on bubble screens, short stuff to let him run the football? I think, so the, que- I think the question might be, though, in a scramble drill, how much yeah. chemistry is there going to be between Josh Gordon and, and Johnny Manziel? I mean, we know Josh Gordon. Listen, yeah. the guy missed uh, 10 games here, 11 weeks of football. All right, so I he's still getting his legs under. I love that point, though, because even when you're in high school or college, when the quarterback runs out of the pocket, yeah. a lot of times the receivers talk, go deep. Sure. Go deep. And if Josh Gordon does that, you, you know Johnny Manziel is going to want to take a couple of shots. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We saw that at Texas A&M with Mike Evans yes, as well. Yes, there you go. All right, Josh Gordon let down a lot of fantasy owners last week, so did quite a few other big-name players, though. Let's take a look. Uh, if you started Peyton Manning last week, there was a 77% chance you lost your matchup That's an last amazing week. stat. It is an amazing stat. Let it sink stat. in. Uh, Drew Brees right there at the top of the list as well. Of course, Jimmy Graham uh, with his subpar effort there. And Demarius Thomas, man. I was shocked. Uh, a quarterback can struggle, but, you know, when you're a stud wideout, usually you get those targets and opportunities. You're going to – I think folks were expecting a little bit more than, you know, 10 points or, excuse me, one point out of uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, you know, I was staring at our screen here, and I was just mesmerized yeah. at the names. Those are some big-time names. Huge. Those weren't Luke McCown no. and TJ Yates That's on right. that board. Let's just be honest here. I, I gave a lot, to, a lot of thought to Drew Brees on this. Yeah. But I ultimately – I'm taking Demarius Thomas because to I think he, back. he just presents a matchup problem for yeah. San Diego. I mean, listen, there's a big difference between Brandon LaFell yeah. last weekend and Demarius. Is it fair to say Brandon LaFell squared? Uh, this is a tough deal. We talked about bubble screens. How about throwing the ball to Demarius Thomas quick and letting him do some work inside? I could see him catching 8 to 10 balls 
for 140 to 150 yards. And don't you feel like Peyton Manning is also going to have a big bounce back day? That secondary for the Chargers is a little bit banged up. And you figure Peyton Manning, he's going to be looking to make a statement, my friend. But I I also don't want to downplay C.J. Anderson's impact. I don't think this is a 50-pass attempt game. Okay, you might be right there. All right, let's join the rest of our Fantasy Live crew and head over to Molly and Marcus. Gentlemen, thank you kindly. He's uh, NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Karam here with you. And it's Wednesday, but it's not just hump day, people. This is time where we work the waiver wire to find the best ads of the week. So let's take a look now at the most added players from NFL.com. We've got Jonathan Stewart, Martavis Bryant, Andre Williams, Kerwin Williams. They are not brothers. Latavius Murray, Odell Beckham Jr., LeGarrette Blunt, Johnny Manziel, CJ Anderson, and Joe Flacco. This Manziel people right hearing about. But I want to hone in on a Another Johnny. Well, not really. Jonathan Stewart. With D'Angelo Williams out, he really put up a vintage performance. He really has. And Jonathan Stewart, I know that over his career and even beginning of the season, he's been banged up. He's a guy that you can't completely count on in terms of health. But when he's been on the field, he's been the best thing going in this Panthers offense and certainly the best thing going in the Panthers running game. Right now, he is the only guy essentially because of injury. So they are riding him in the running game. I love him this week against Tampa Bay. And I just hope that Ron Rivera and the folks down there in Carolina have figured out this is the guy you've got to feed the football to. With Williams out, we expected Jonathan Stewart to be the best, the next thing going, right? And the Absolutely. best thing going. And in Arizona, with Andre Ellington out, we did not expect it to be Kerwin Williams. We did not. All week long, we're looking at Stephon Taylor. We're looking at Marion Grice. I'm thinking it's going to be a Pac-12 running back. Then all of a sudden, Kerwin Williams pops up out of nowhere and has himself a very nice day. Now, the thing to be concerned about is that Bruce Arians has said he's going to go potentially with a running back committee that we could still see Taylor, we could still see Grice, but Kerwin Williams, obviously, he's the flavor of the week, so why not pick him up, keep him on your roster, and I think especially if you're looking at keeper leagues, maybe it's a chance to hold on to him. Speaking of flavor of the weeks, uh, Bill Belichick always likes to show us a new wrinkle here, but LeGarrette Blunt seems to be the most consistent in that backfield. He is. He's the guy who gets the ball the most times. He's the, a, a banger right there in the middle of the offensive line. He gets carries down near the goal line, and he's the guy who seems to be scoring the most touchdowns in that running game for the Patriots, so go get him, put him in your lineup. Now that I've said all that, Brandon Bolden's going to have a huge day. All right, let's move on now to the guys who have fallen victim to the dreaded most dropless. Peyton Manning is not on this list. People have gotten <laughs> no, up. because you're probably out of your league. Gotten that crazy, yeah, exactly. All right, we saw Andre Ellington. Obviously, he's done for the season. Brandon Marshall hurt as well. Denard Robinson, we're going to get into that. Jonas Gray, Colin Kaepernick. We've got quite a few of these guys yeah. to discuss, but let's let's pick it up here with Denard Robinson. Is he a fluke? Because he had a few good games, and he's really just fallen off. He really has fallen off, and at this point, yeah, I think it's time to just say goodbye to Shoelace. I know we were huge on him a few weeks ago, but it looked like those two or three weeks when he had good performances were kind of a mirage, and, and he hasn't done much of anything since then. The Jaguar offense is really hard to figure out, so at this point, Denard Robinson is probably off your radar for the rest of the season. And to be fair, he also does have a foot sprain, so that could have some to do with the uh, production there, lack of production, that is. All right, speaking of lack of production, or should I say sometimes, inconsistent is the word for Colin Kaepernick and a tough schedule. It has been, and this was a guy that we thought might break out this year. We thought maybe he's going to run some more. He's going to have huge numbers. It hasn't happened. I think last week was the final straw for a lot of people. He had a great matchup on paper against the Raiders. 
and he put up one of his worst games of the year. You see that one passing touchdown or fewer in seven games this season. I mean, it's been t- he hasn't thrown a fourth yeah. quarter touchdown yet this year. And you mentioned the schedule not good the rest of the way. The Seahawks still playing in the NFC West uh, in the schedule. So, uh, Colin Kaepernick, I, I got to yeah. say goodbye. Listen, Colin and I took a few breaks, and now we're just officially done. Now we're just officially it's, done. It's over. Yes. You know, he's just someone I used to know. How about Mohamed Sanu? He struggled the last few weeks. I think he had one good game. Yeah, all right there, Gautier. You know, <laughs> Sanu, as you said, one really decent game. It wasn't even a great game. It was a 10-point game, but that's the best you've gotten from him in the last five weeks. A.J. Green is still doing A.J. Green things, but Andy Dalton is not really looking in Sanu's direction a whole lot. Plus, that Brown secondary can be pretty tough. I think A.J. Green can still have a decent game. I don't like Sanu. I just have figured I'm, I'm finished with him, too, for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, there's year. this guy, Joe Hayden, Hayden Effect. Oh, look at you. He's, he's pretty good. Look at you. Look at you. You are tremendous. Thank you, my friend. Be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus and I will be here with you. So we'll keep you up to speed on all the latest injury news and updates for your fantasy roster. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. Stressed out about your playoff matchup, NFL Fantasy Live is here to set your mind at ease with the most favorable Week 15 matchup so you can set your lineup in peace. No worries, my friend. Say it. And if you're in a keeper league, chances are you have serious questions on who to hold on to for next season. Are Arian Foster, LaShawn McCoy, and Giovanni Bernard worth a roster spot next year? NFL Fantasy Live sorts it all out next. Out of the fantasy playoffs? Well, we have a great consolation prize. With NFL Playoff Challenge, you can keep your fantasy season going through Super Bowl Sunday. Just pick the players you think will perform best each week of the playoffs, and you could win a trip to Super Bowl 50. Sign up for free today at NFL.com slash playoff challenge. Hello again, everybody. This is NFL Fantasy Live. And if your playoff hopes are crushed, well, there's always next year, right? Um, Mine might be. You all heard what happened yesterday. (laughs) Some fantasy owners are in keeper leagues where you get to carry over some players from your team this season to the next. So let's talk about some question mark players that fantasy owners would have drafted in rounds one through three and what they should do moving forward. And we begin, Marcus, with Arian Foster, who, when healthy, just kills it. Yeah, when he's healthy, the guy is a beast, absolutely. The problem is he hasn't been healthy. It feels mm-hmm. like every week we're talking about him having some sort of injury. Should you pick up Alfred Blue? Should you, what are you going to do in that in that backfield? If you are talking about keeping Arian Foster with a draft pick in one of the first two rounds, I don't know that I do that. I think that's a little too rich just because this is a guy who's had a lot of wear and tear over the last few years. He's had a lot of surgeries. That stuff is going to start to pile up. Mm-hmm. If it's a third-round draft pick, I feel a little bit better, but I'm still really just nervous about what could come with Arian Foster. And he doesn't always get the touchdowns. He gets the the yards. That's the other issue there as well. All right, Elliot, as a LaShawn McCoy owner myself, I have question marks because he wasn't as consistent as I expected. Right. I think the difference between McCoy and Foster is that McCoy was a certifiable first-round pick. And in most keeper leagues, you get penalized the, the... the round that you're keeping the guy from. So if you drafted McCoy in the first round, there goes your first round pick. My leaning right now is to say keep him. Mm -hmm. He didn't get the touchdowns. And I I know a lot of times fantasy owners don't look at the injuries. Eagles offensive line the first eight weeks of the year was decimated. No center, no guard. Playing a, they they lost their swing lineman. Uh, I I would say right now I'd lean towards keeping him. Keeping him. This next one's really tough, this Bengals backfield, because 
there's this guy, Jeremy Hill, and then there's this guy, Giovanni Bernard. What to do, Marcus? You know, Gio Bernard was a guy that I think was kept in a lot of leagues last year going into this season because we expected a huge breakout after a good rookie year. Don't kick him. He was hurt a little bit. And as you mentioned, Jeremy Hill came out and, and has been outstanding so far this season. At this point, there is a backfield timeshare coming in Cincinnati, and I Jeremy don't know Hill. that I am keeping Gio Bernard headed to 2015. But can you where where are you going to take Jeremy Hill? Because Gio's there. I just like well, first of all the eyeball test. Jeremy Hill looks like a better, better running back okay. to me. Yes, is Gio Bernard exciting to watch? Can he catch the ball mm-hmm. in the backfield? Yeah, that's great. But you didn't draft Gio Bernard to be Darren Sproles. No, you, yeah, but you, that's and that's what he's turned into. Exactly, you drafted him to be a. A Ryan Matthews from last year, 1,250 yards, and I don't think you're going to get that. Now, would I take Jeremy Hill in the first round? No, because no. I still think it's going to be a timeshare, but mm-hmm. I would not keep Gio Bernard with where you had to get him, and I would say second round as well. I, say, I would say both of them, yeah, and I, I think next year both of those guys are probably third, fourth round backs. All right, Gio, a bit of a disappointment based on the situation. Alfred Morris, also a bit of a disappointment, but that Redskins team's just a mess. What do you do with this one? Right, and I would just regurgitate your last line, also because of the situation. You have a quarterback situation. You've got management that wants to play a certain quarterback. A head coach that doesn't want to touch the quarterback with Damashek's 10-foot pole bit that he does. (laughs) So it's just a real interesting conundrum. Here's the thing, though. If RG3 is the future, Marcus, and I am looking at you here. Okay. Alfred Morris's numbers have been better with RG3. This is a young player, and we have seen him do it before. This isn't Gio Bernard where we haven't seen him do it before. We've seen Alfred Morris be a certifiable 14, 1,500-yard back. And I think the thing with Alfred Morris is it's not about ability. It's the fact that they just don't seem to give him the ball often enough. And the so most what do you do? Uh, you know, you, you, you pray that Jay Gruden. Third round, would you, third round, would you, you keep him? Third I round, I would keep him in the third round. I would, round, third yes. round. And Second I round, you, no. Write okay. your congressman to get Alfred Morris more goal line touches. <laughs> third round, good value. All right, let's go from players that were drafted high rounds to players that you might have grabbed late but still have question marks about, Marcus. And I want to begin with Josh Gordon here. It almost seems like we were all excited. People hung on to them and, and wrote it out at the beginning of the season that that offense took a step back when it, he It did take a step back. But you know what? Because you drafted Josh Gordon so late, mm-hmm. you're absolutely keeping him simply because of what he can give you an upside. I mean, this is a guy, when he's at his best, is a number one wide receiver, both on the field and in fantasy football. And chances are, you spent a very late round draft pick on him. So if I'm talking about giving up a 15th or later round draft pick, and I get a guy of Josh Gordon's caliber, I'll take that chance all day. I'm down with that. I'm totally down (laughs) with that. I want to talk about the guy in his division, though, Justin Forsett. Mm -hmm. Molly, can we agree Justin Forsett Best waiver wire or late round yes. draft pick. Right, we're doing yes. superlatives later in the show. I uh, think he earned that. Cookies and cream, you betcha. Okay, <laughs> so keeper leagues can work a couple of different ways, and it's important to explain this for Justin Forsett. If you got Justin Forsett in your 15th round and you're in a keeper league, you better keep him because yes. do you really want your 15th round pick so that you can pick up some spare turd Norton from, <laughs> you know, whatever team? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, you want to keep him. However, if you're in a keeper league where – hey, you get to keep two guys, or you get to keep three guys, and that's the way it's mm-hmm. not dependent on draft pick. I think Justin Forsett is a little bit risky to say this is one of the two guys I get to keep in my league. No, you're right. I do think this is lightning in a bottle. Who knows where he is next year? Who yeah. knows what the situation is next year? But similarly, looking at C.J. Anderson, and yeah. I think another late-round guy, another guy that you probably got off the waiver wire, you didn't spend a whole lot for in terms of your draft value, and this is a guy that – you look at the history of running backs behind Peyton Manning, that's a pretty good gig. And we've seen all the guys this year in Denver be fairly plug-and-play, except maybe with the exception of Monte Ball. 
But CJ Anderson, another guy I wouldn't mind taking a chance on if I'm giving up a 15th or later round draft pick. I think it's cool. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Real quick before we move on, guys, do you think C.J. Anderson stays as the guy in that backfield? Because there's three other backs there right now. That's the one thing that worries me. You know, Ball will, will be back. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what happens with Hillman. Even Jawan Thompson yep. played really well this year. So that's the one concern. But again, you're spending a late-round draft pick. I it's will say this, shot. just one yeah. quick thought. Eyeball test. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson runs hard, man. Yes. You yes. can't give Peyton Manning all the credit for those rushing yards. He's mm-hmm. getting the second level against the Chiefs. He was running through arm tackles. That's not Peyton Manning doing it out there for him. He look, he's yep. looked the best to me of the Manning group. Is the block, best blocker. fantasy surprise, yeah. maybe maybe superlative there. Ah. Just saying. All right, with each passing week, more NFL teams are eliminated from playoff contention, but that doesn't mean those players will get you eliminated from your fantasy playoffs. They may be down, but they aren't out, people. And it's no risk, no reward in the fantasy playoffs. Take a chance on Adam Rank in one of his 11 sleepers, and you may find yourself in your fantasy Super Bowl. You know what it is, NFL Fantasy Live. All right, make sure to join NFL Network for Thursday night football as the Arizona Cardinals face their NFC West rival, the St. Louis Rams. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and takes you all the way through to the game. Football starts here. Both the Cardinals and the Rams are still in the playoff hunt, but as we approach Week 15, there are a handful of teams that will not be making the playoffs this year. Mathematically eliminated. Let's take a look at some of these teams. Bears at 5-8, and eight, they're out of there. Giants, Redskins, Bucks. You know, the bottom four, probably not surprising too many folks. Jets, Titans, Jaguars, Raiders were not expected to be too terribly But the Jets will run the ball. The block. The Bears should have moved from the north to the south. They'd yes, they right. should have. They'd be right in the middle. They might be leading that division, I think. All right, listen, there's a lot of fantasy players on those teams that are eliminated, but what does that mean for teams, uh, you know, with a, a good group of young players and even some veterans? I, I mean, these playoff teams are, or these teams that are out of playoff contention, what does it mean for some of these teams? Yeah, you know, if you look at a young guy like Latavius Murray, first of all, I think we should point out that you can't get in the head of an athlete and say, okay, he's going to mail it in because his team's out of contention. Right. These guys play for contracts. They play for their stats, they play for personal pride. Yep. Uh, Latavius Murray, for me, Marcus, it's all about the opportunity. 30 carries last week was enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, I'll play. No, absolutely. I mean, the Raiders tried the Darren McFadden, Maurice Jones-Drew experiment. It didn't work out. They're out of playoff contention. You know you've got Derek Carr as your future quarterback. Why not see if Latavius Murray can be your future running back? And again, I've been so high. Latavius Murray. I mean, I call him a, a big Brandon Jacobs, right? Big bruising back yes. with 4-4 speed. There's a lot to like there, but let's stay in Oakland. Uh, let's talk about their young tight end in Michael Rivera. Yeah, I was referring to my handy notes here. The four receiving touchdowns in the last six games is good. You have the targets with him. He's talented. We saw him score last week. Again, it's about opportunity, and Marcus' tight end is that one position in fantasy that is it's every week. It's, right. Do I want to play? Do I play Jason Witten? You know, it has been a soup and not a good time. But I, I've, I've been saying this for weeks. I like Michael Rivera, especially because young quarterbacks and tight ends go together like chicken and waffles. It is a fantastic combination, and I think you plug in Michael Rivera, and it is a gleeful. Opportunity. Another like note, it. 52 targets in the last seven weeks. There, there you go. go. All right, the Bears are out of playoff contention and also without their Pro Bowl wide receiver, Brendan Marshall, uh, sent to the injured reserve after taking a pretty tough hit to the lower back area. Uh, broken ribs, punctured lung, I believe. Uh, collapsed lung, rather. But what does this mean for a young guy like Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, I know that you and I disagree on this a little bit, but 
I like him as a talented guy, and I think he gets some alley-oops kind of near the goal line, but I think with no Brandon Marshall, he also sees a lot more attention from opposing secondary, just a lot more safety help coming over to try and shut him down. I don't mind when we disagree. I just, I'm happy saying that you're wrong. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, two catches for 16 yards last week uh -huh. against the Cowboys. Okay. Then the game's 35-7. to He gets a touchdown. Yep. What do they call uh, that? Hashtag garbage points. Garbage points, points still yeah. count. There I you get go. it. Very you can't good. rely on them. Though. I will say this, though. I think Alshon Jeffrey, a, a, a very good talent. We're not worried when yeah. other talented guys get double teamed, so he's another guy I'm not too worried about. All right, a team that we didn't see on that board, flirting with elimination, though, San Francisco. The 49ers, man, they got a, a, an interesting uh, young running back of the future there in Carlos Hyde. Does this pretty much spell the end for a guy like Frank Gore? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, looked like he, it looks like he's not going to be back in San Francisco. I think he's playing his last few games. Games with the Niners, time for them to phase out and go to the next generation. Hey, wonderful career for Frank Gore, or as you see his numbers sure. uh, right there, over 10,000 yards career rushing, but we're talking about fantasy playoffs. Mm -hmm. If you've gone this far, mm -hmm. do you want to start Frank Gore? Your team's too strong. I would not want to do that, no. That would be uncomfortable, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, especially with Seattle and coming up on the schedule. Alright, there you go. We're setting the clock to two minutes and giving you our best impression of the two-minute drill. We won't be marching down a football field, but we will be giving out some fantasy advice that might help you score a win. Who's been the biggest fantasy flirt this year? Kaepernick, Giovanni, that and so many more. 2014 Fantasy Superlatives are next. Chicken and waffles. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. If you're in need of just one little position in that playoff spot, we've got just the thing to save your lineup. Ranks Week 15 sleepers are on the way. And we simplify all of Sunday's matchups for you. Who has the best matchups? Who has the worst? We'll let you know so you can cruise to your fantasy Super Bowl. And we're opening up our 2014 yearbook to hand out some of our fantasy superlatives. Biggest flirt, class clown, and player you shouldn't quit on. Find out who's making their mark on this year's graduating class. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. He's Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Karam here with you. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are here to answer. And if you want your question answered on the show, all you need to do is submit them at NFL.com slash Genius. You guys know the drill, one of my favorite segments on this show. We put two minutes on the clock when we rip through as many of these Fantasy Genius questions as possible to uh, help out the people. we got to give them what they first. want. Bring it on. Okay, I will. Better start Trey Mason versus the Cardinals or Isaiah Crowell versus the Bengals. I'm going Isaiah Crow. I knew it. I mean, you he, love the crow. Absolutely. Yeah, Feed the crow. <laughs> I think he's going to fly high. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to take Trey Mason, irrespective of the matchup. This is a big game for the Rams. They want to show they're not a fluke. It is a big word. You can use it. All right. Nice. That's a split decision. Better start Justin Forsett against the Jaguars or CJ Anderson versus the Chargers. This is tough. This is tough. You get to go I'm first. Looking at my notes. I'm not looking at your notes. Again. You were. Just, just pick an A. Justin Forsett. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, going Absolutely. Justin, I'm going Justin Forsett. Oh, well. see All what right. I mean? Clean sweep. Better against start. We stay with the running backs here. Jonathan Stewart versus the Bucks or Rashad Jennings against the Redskins. I'm going with Jonathan Stewart. I think wow. he's the best thing going in that offense <laughs> right now. Plus, Washington's been really good against the run this year. I yeah. cannot believe you went there at Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. He's, with <laughs> yeah. the injury there. Yeah. He's the guy. All right, better start Tony Romo versus the Eagles or Matthew Stafford against the Vikings. I'm going Romo. When they played Philadelphia on Thanksgiving, 
they played a Sunday night game. It was a four days rest. They've got ten days rest, and they were ticked off about the way they played against Philly. Yeah, no, I'm going with Romo as well. The Eagles' defense gives up a lot of yards. They give up touchdowns too. So. All right, better start Jeremy Macklin against the Cowboys or Josh Gordon versus the Bengals. I'm taking Josh Gordon in this game. I think Cleveland is out to show that we are not going to fold at the end of the year, and I do think that gets Johnny Manziel starting. This just in. Yeah, yeah I, which means that Josh Gordon's still going to get fifty thousand targets. Yes, I think I'm going to go with Jeremy Macklin in this one, mm-hmm. just because the Cowboys secondary can be vulnerable sometimes. I think that's the safer bet. Higher or lower? <laughs> Peyton Manning, 20 points versus the Chargers. I'm going lower. I think John Pagano has a way of defending him. I think the Chargers will slow him down. They've played six times since Peyton Manning joined the Broncos. Six times. Five of those games, they've had under 400 yards of offense. Denver has. Better start. We move to the tight ends. Dwayne Allen or Kobe Fleener? Yeah, well, if you don't want to pull out a quarter and flip, we understand. I, I, I would go Dwayne Allen. When he hasn't been hurt, he's been the more consistent tight end. It's been the injuries with him. Yeah, I'm not big on either of them, but I'll go Dwayne Allen there. All right, that's the last one, my friends. Good job. Cool. We Thanks. got through a bunch. Thank you kindly. Let's slow things down and head over to Adam Rank for this week's 15 Sleepers. Thanks, guys. Every week on NFL.com, I give you 11-ish sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. Well, maybe not you, Molly, but that's for another time. But right now, I'm going to give you a special preview with three guys because, well, I'm just that cool. And we start with Eli Manning. I know, I know, you sports nerds. Eli's history against the Washington Redskins isn't pretty, but it's just that. History. Although, if you want to look at the recent past, Eli torched D.C. like it was 1814 when he burned the Redskins for four touchdowns in Week 14. Actually, that was in Week 4. And speaking of burning, the Redskins have become a dumpster fire. They're like the East Coast version of the Raiders. And you know what? Maybe that could be their new name, the Red Raiders. But anyway, that's beside the point. This team allows a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks, and I expect Eli to get his. Let's move on to the running back position and Chris Ivory. I know, I know. He split time with Chris Johnson last week, and it's cool. Both of them can get a lot of points against the Titans this week. Seriously, there are plenty of points to go around. I like CJ2K in a revenge game aspect, but I'm going to give the slight lean to Ivory because he gets a lot of the goal line looks. And, you know, he's just the better running back if you're into that sort of thing. So this might be your last chance to start a Jets player, so I say you dive right in. And finally... I'm all about Marquise Lee this week. Oh, man. The Ravens are due for a huge letdown because we see this all too often in sports. A team loses their star player, they rally for a week, and then, boom, the reality sets in. It's going to happen for the Ravens this week. I'm looking for a – they've had a huge road win over Miami. Nobody's expecting anything. And here come my boys from Duval County. I feel, you know, maybe you don't like Blake Bortles. He isn't your particular brand of vodka, but that's cool. You can certainly strike gold with his heavily targeted and talented receiver, Marquise Lee. All right, that's going to do it for me. If you need more, be sure to check out NFL.com slash Ranks11, where you'll find a Boski, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, a Leon Spinks, not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. All right, see you when I see you. See on the flip side there, Rank. You might need those sleepers in exchange for these next guys. The players with the least favorable matchups for Week 15. It's the playoffs. No time to mess around. Check those out next. Playoffs. Playoffs. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. James Coe here with Michael Fabiano. Oh, wait a second. 
No, I'm not, actually. It's uh, Wednesday. I know, I know what you're thinking. We're starting sit, right? Well, listen, Fabs is uh, homesick. Get well, my friend. But you can be like him and check out starts and sits at home by going to the website, nfl.com slash What do you think he's sit. doing right now? Um, I think the over-under on him binge-watching the Halloween series is pretty high. Pretty right? good. Yeah, pretty I good. go Danny White under Ruse watching over the top. That's <laughs> what he's doing right over now. Over the top, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. All right, let's get to our version of Start and Sit, though, and take a look at what games are in store for the week. And uh, highlighted there, Thursday night football, Cardinals at Rams right here on NFL Network. Any of these games jump out at you, gentlemen? Uh, I like Steelers-Falcons, especially yeah. with Antonio Brown and what we saw from Julio Jones last week. That's really You know what I'm looking at? Texans at Colts. You know why? Why? My boy DeAndre Hopkins, oh, close God. to 1,100. He's a, what, 10 yards away? <laughs> you remember what T.Y. Yeah. Hilton did to the Texans last time? Torched him. Yeah. yeah. Torched him. All right, so any, any of these other games here? Packers at Bills. So they're finally on the road, taking on a pretty tough defensive line. You know, I was surprised, man. I looked at that, uh, the sacks totals for Marcel Darius, again, double digits for a D-tackle. I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Defense is legit, man. It is straight up legit. Peyton Manning's in-game passer rating last week was like 56.9. Yeah. Yeah, the, the defensive happen? lines that, that you know I'm looking at are, are the Bills, the Detroit Lions, although they're missing Nick Fairley right now, and the St. Louis Rams. And, and those defenses, for fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. have been pretty good. But, uh, listen, out of those games, which matchups are the most favorable that fantasy owners should take note of? I am starting with the Bears, and I know that they have kind of been – uh, a little bit of a disaster recently, but I think this is a week you can get some good production out of Jay Cutler because they're playing the Saints, who have been equally disastrous mm. this year. I mean, we saw what happened with the Saints against the Panthers last week, uh, and I think Cutler shootout. It, it should be a very high-scoring game. This could be a track meet. I'm a little bit down because Brandon Marshall is out, but I'm very curious to see what happens with Marcus Wilson stepping in. Plus, there's still Alshon Jeffrey. There's still uh, Martellus Bennett, of course, and there's still Matt Forte. So I think this is a week you see Jay Cutler step up. He's been over 330 passing yards in two of his last three home games. So I think Cutler is a guy you can count on a little bit this All week. Alright, how about for you, Mr. Elliot Harrison? James, is it fair to call you a numbers nerd? Uh, yes. Yeah? Well, yeah. here's some numbers for you, dude. You could just take the number part out of it but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Falcons defense worst in yards per play allowed 6.22 every time the other team snaps the ball they're, they're giving up six, six yards 6.22 yards wow is that worst, for reals? worst in yards wow. per game worst in pass yards per game Le'Veon Bell and really all the Steelers weapons could be set up for a, a day but I like Le'Veon Bell the most against this Falcons defense which I've seen miss so many tackles this year you saw the spin moves that Eddie Lacy put on him yeah. yeah give me a break and I wanted to talk about Le'Veon Bell because he's just been he's simply I've been, outstanding. Enjoy- I've enjoyed watching yes. him play best Absolutely. back in the league period over to Marco over Marshawn best I, I feel in like in this segment we've talked about too much real football let me let me tell you about a guy in J- Jamal Charles you know why I like Jamal Charles against Oakland this is my analysis. This dude is good. The Raiders are not good. <laughs> this is going to be a huge game, at least on paper, for Jamal Charles. I'm not going to get into all the numbers. Hey, listen, we know Jamal Charles is a fabulous football player, extremely explosive. You, you got to feel like the Raiders, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they beat the they – This is a trap game for the Raiders now. It's a letdown <laughs> game for the Raiders. <laughs> you cut, you, I, know it, I know it sounds crazy, but it's – Kind of sort of feels like it might be a little bit of a letdown game <laughs> for the Raiders. And plus, you know, Kansas City is going to look to avenge that loss they, they suffered early in the season. Elliot? Avenge me. Uh, Ravens, <laughs> Jags, game in Baltimore. We've seen the way Baltimore plays at home for the most part this year. They've been outstanding. 
Justin Forsett has been as consistent as anyone in fantasy. He's so and good. He, he really has been fantastic. Yeah. Jacksonville has got the 28th ranked rush defense in the league. They've been, and that's an improvement. They've been <laughs> bad stopping the run all season long. I just think at home against a bad run defense, if you are in your fantasy playoffs and you have a super strong lineup, which is very possible if you made it this far, yeah. and you're debating Justin Forsett, play don't, you, you got to play him. You have to play him. Marcus Grant. I'm going to go with Isaiah Crowell because, look, you look at what Crowell and Terrence West have done. They both had about similar carries the last few weeks. Crowell seems to be the guy who's finding the end zone. Plus, go back to a few weeks ago when the Browns and Bengals played previously, and everybody in a Browns uniform ran for 100 yards, it felt like. Crowell had a huge game. Terrence West had a huge game. Ben Tate was still a thing then. He had a huge game. I think think Leroy Horde even came in and had a couple of carries at that point. And that wasn't a fluke. The Bengals' run defense has been horrid. And I think think Terrence West has a decent game, but I think Crowell is the guy who's the lead dog there. All right, listen, with the good comes the bad. Let's dive into some of the least favorable matchups for the week. Marcus, we'll start with you. It it hurts my heart to say this, but Dwayne Allen. Like, I have had the hugest <laughs> fantasy man crush yes. on Dwayne Allen this sure. season. And I think I just don't think this is a great matchup. The Texans, no. Texans defensively have been a little bit shaky, but they've been fairly good at slowing down tight ends. And plus, you mentioned earlier how T.Y. Hilton just went berserk against the Texans right. earlier this season. I think you see T.Y. Hilton have a big game. I think you see Dante Moncrief step in and make some plays. Mm. I don't know that there's going to be a lot left for the tight end position. And so as much as I've been big on Dwayne Allen this season, this is a week that I think I'm looking elsewhere for tight end help. And I'm also scared of that Texas pass rush, man. Yeah. Holy cow. If you want a tight end in that game, J.J. Watt might there be your man. There you go, exactly. Uh, how about for you, Elliot? I'll tell you what, watching this video, Dwayne Allen runs so clunky. But, boy, he gets it done. He does. He really does. Speaking of running clunky, how about skittish? <laughs> and, by the way, I think right about this point in the segment, as I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick, uh, Fabs has probably moved over to First Blood, Rambo Part 2. Good. Uh, yeah. Perfect. You know, Colin Kaepernick, it's been so difficult to watch him in the pocket. And I'm going to go back difficult. to real football here. He makes one read, and he lets fire off with the football right there. As a matter of fact, that was Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving night, rather. Richard Sherman read him. I just don't trust him at all. I don't like the matchup this week. Playing the Seahawks at Seattle, you know that crowd is going to give him some noise as well. Trey Mason is another guy that has been exploding onto the scene, but you don't like the matchup this week. Not particularly. The Cardinals' run defense for the season has been very good. I know they've had some hiccups lately, but I just still think Arizona has so much to play for in this Thursday night matchup. They are still sitting on top of the NFC West. they got to keep it there. So I think Trey Mason's a guy who gets a lot of touches. That makes me happy, but the fact that he's going up against that Cardinal front makes me a little bit nervous. And Plus, I'm always skittish about playing guys on Thursday night. Maybe a uh, a safe play because of the touches, but not a high ceiling. Not a high ceiling. Okay, there you go. We'll stay in this game, Elliot. Uh, Talk to me about some of the Cardinals that you're worried about. Uh, All of them. (laughs) Is that that good? If you've been been watching Fancy Live the last couple of weeks, I've brought this up before. I, I, I pointed out a few weeks ago the Cardinals had a brutal schedule when it comes to the defenses they're playing. That was one of them, Detroit. But overall, I don't trust the Cardinals' weapons at all in this game. Guys, the Rams' pass rush over the last eight weeks 34 sacks. It's been ferocious. And and tell you what, Chris Long coming back has been completely underreported. I thought his injury at the beginning of the year was underreported. Remember, they were getting no sacks. Yeah, that was a big story. Yeah, yeah, huge right now. I don't like Arizona with Drew Stanton. Hmm. I don't like the run game. Kerwin Williams, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a lot of faith. Please don't say it. I know what you're saying. You will not start them in a box. You will not start them with a fox. 
I, I got nothing else. All right, okay. So, okay. Oh, gosh, here we go. All right, it's almost that time of year where we reflect on 2014. Which player will win the player you shouldn't quit on award? Find out that and more fantasy superlatives when we return. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. With the fantasy regular season over, it's time to take a look back, guys, at 2014. Our yearbook committee yeah. has been take hard at work this year. Yes, putting together everybody's favorite section, the superlative. So we won't play favorites and give away most popular, Peyton Manning, or best smile, that'd be Tom Brady. But we do have some other categories. So without further ado, <laughs> our first superlative is most likely to keep in 2015. What do you think, gentlemen? I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say C.J. Anderson. He's young. Mm -hmm. He's been great for the the Broncos. Plus, he plays in that Bronco offense. It always seems like a recipe for success. It's Mm -hmm. tough to beat. But let's take a look at what the yearbook committee selected, shall we? Yes, let's reveal. Levy on I know you're a big fan. I am. I am. I wish we could roll out the Olin Mills picture right now. Levy <laughs> with his arm in front, maybe like a little placard that says, you know, remember when he had to hold the team foot? Maybe that's me because I was the shortest guy. <laughs> Listen, Levy Bell has been outstanding. Here's what I love about Levy Bell that's important in reality, it's important in fantasy, and it isn't talked about enough. Not only does he have a ton of carries this year, not only has he caught 71, 71 balls, wow. he has not lost a fumble. That's key. How, how do you not lose a fumble? That's key. That's amazing. How, how do you touch the ball 300 times and not fumble? I, I don't understand right. that. It's amazing. No minus twos in fantasy. That's and huge. when you get in your playoffs, That's those huge. minus twos really hurt to spin it to what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. He's young. Tons of upside. Mm-hmm. The Steelers drafted great him. Great offense as well. Great offense. Steelers drafted him when he was 21. Yeah. Super smart by their management. I love him as a keeper. I don't care where you got him. You yeah. got him it doesn't matter. He's yeah, probably matter. most likely the number one overall pick next year in standard drafts. All right, yeah. next superlative is everyone's favorite. Class Clown, so many choices for you on this one. Who do you guys think will be our yearbook committee, though, picked? Uh, Marcus, what do you think here? Uh, you know what? I, I would say Joseph Forey. I mean, the guy, the guy twerks when he scores touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> okay. oh. I mean, he's like a party dance machine. I think I, I think I would go Lance Moore or Gronk, but I think you got a good one too. I think Marshawn Lynch. Dude. Yeah, he's the weirdest. He's a different, he's a different cat, cat man. He is. He's a different kind of I cat. I love him. Man. No, he's yeah. good. Weird. Yeah. He's okay. like what was Bueller's buddy's name? Cameron. Cameron. He's Cameron of the NFL. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's look at who the yearbook committee selected though in the fantasy live 2014 yearbook here we go yes Belichick Belichick. absolutely he has has clowned our fantasy teams all year (laughs) first point you know at the beginning of the year you know we we had the Stephen Ridley Shane Vereen thing obviously Ridley goes down with an injury we get you know the Garrett Blunt shows up he plays well Jonas Gray comes out of nowhere and just when we think we haven't figured out Welcome, Brandon Bolden. <laughs> all right. I mean, we all knew about Belichick, but I feel like yeah. Bill Belichick has taken it to a new level this year. Uh, Marcus uh, Legarrette's a good player. He, uh, we're glad we picked him up. <laughs> no, obviously we see stoic Belichick, right? Yeah. Keeping it close Apparently to the best. He's a very funny yes, guy. Exactly. That's right here. In real life. I'd love to see this. Yes. I can see that. You know? I can see a little bit of dry here. The, the media there. doesn't get a taste of that, Apparently though, not. unfortunately. I want to meet this yearbook committee, speak. by the way. <laughs> it's you guys, I thought. Every class has one of these. What, who do you guys think is the biggest flirt or tease this season? Molly Karam. No, it's not me on this oh. show, but no. I'm not going to name names. Okay. Oh, man, I don't know who it would be. The biggest flirt, the biggest tease this season. I feel like, uh, you know... Toby Gerhardt? I don't know. Does that count? We were, like, so mm-hmm. big on him. And, uh, actually, no, I'll change that. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson. He had a, oh, yeah. he had a huge week Serious one, and then just crashes. vanished. Right. right, exactly. You know what? I've actually got to give uh, a Fabs nominee here. I'm okay. going to speak for my guy, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, 
He, he does. He dances around. You think, mm -hmm. oh, mobility. I'm sure. going to get rushing That's yards. And he's been sacked <laughs> yeah. more than anybody. Yeah, you have visions of 800 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. You think of that Packers playoff game, right, right where he's taking off the side. down the no field. Yeah. It looked right. like Techno no. Bowl. Let's well, reveal. Exactly. What does the yearbook think about this? Oh, oh, yeah. look at that. They agree with you. They agree i got to get Fabs no, credit on that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think about Colin Kaepernick uh, with the 49ers. <laughs> He's had great matchups, especially down the stretch, and you see it in this game here. You thought, okay, first round of the playoffs, he's facing Oakland. You got to play him. You got to play the running quarterback, but, man, he absolutely has struggled. I told Fabs the other day that, I, frankly, I like Marcus better than him, so I like Marcus's nomination. Yeah, I mean, some, of my, uh, some of my first and second reads have been a little bit shaky. So. Well, usually you just make one read and let it fly. <laughs> here goes nothing. <laughs> Sorry. All right, listen, it's time for the player you shouldn't quit on. Who is a guy that had an up-and-down year this year, but, you know, you guys think can get back on their feet? I'm waiting on you. Are you waiting on me? <laughs> I, 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 I want to know. I, I, you know, I'm looking at the teleprompter okay. right here. Yes. And it says Marcus is supposed to go, but I kind of want you to you go. Want my, you want my yeah, take I on it? I want one. I, how about you, you first, pal? Well, I actually agree with Marcus because we talked about Keenan Allen in the meeting, and I mm -hmm. think that Keenan Allen is a guy that you don't know what to do with him. Is he this great player that can get you 130 yards right. and two touchdowns? Or is he the guy – how many weeks did he have that, were, that was poor at the beginning of the season? Oh, that was seven? A, yeah, it was just yeah. a huge string of And them. we all thought – that, oh, wait a minute, early last year he had a slow start. Maybe He'll be he's fine. Gonna, yeah, yeah, he wasn't fine. Yeah. All right, yeah. so what does the reveal committee it? think? Let's reveal it. Yeah. It's time. They agree. There you go. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. We I mean, knew he was, who he was in his first year, but a bit of a sophomore slump this year. Uh, I think a huge sophomore slump, but he's, you know, tried to come on as of late. I mean, minus the Patriots game, of course, but the Patriots basically, uh, they the shut Patriots. down everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Marcus. Does he do uh, it this week, though? This is a big game against. Denver. I'm going to lay out for Marcus. You know, here, I think, you know, I, I'm not sold on him this week, and I, I think part of why we have seen the decline this year. Malcolm Floyd came back and was healthy and played really well in stretches. Uh, you know, we, we saw Antonio Gates find the fountain of youth. There were a whole lot more options there. And the part of it, you know, that's been weird. Keenan Allen's gotten targets, he's had catches, but he's been sort of a possession receiver. He yes. hasn't been that big play yes. guy that we that's thought he was going to be. You know, uh, he's in a pretty good offense, so I could see him bouncing back absolutely against the Broncos, especially because you know they're going to have to score some points. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Keenan Allen could be a focal point of that offense, and it could be very interesting to see. I still like Malcolm Floyd better this week. You know who's my rookie of the year? Just saying. Gentlemen, this guy. Step yeah. right in. That's right. This yeah. season. Yes. Like, he's been here all along. All right. Great For some bonus yeah, 2014 yeah. fantasy superlatives, don't blush, okay? <laughs> Including biggest bromance. Be sure to head over to NFL Now, and you can check out NFL Now on your connected TV device or by downloading the app for free on your phone or tablet. All right, so very good. Uh, you know, we got some more of those fantasy superlatives. Mm -hmm. Always my favorite part of the yearbook. What what uh, superlative did you get in high school, Elliot? I, you know, I think most likely to work at medieval times. <laughs> and I fulfilled Stop that destiny. <laughs> yes. All right, very good. So for Marcus, Molly, I'm James, and he's Elliot. We're out of here for today. So it's going to do it for us today. But tomorrow we're setting your lineups. So make sure to tweet us with the hashtag SetMyLineup to get yours on the show. We've seen plenty on Twitter already. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 